sit and join the shade. Hey, brothers, pour the wine. Drink the drink that I Good evening. Happy Sunday and welcome to Drink in the Style. Brought to you by Habitation Furnishing and Design and Designer Rehab in St. Louis Park. I'm your host, Gregory Rich, and I'm going to help you kill your Sunday early evening with some booze and conversation. Our good friend, Jordan Morris from Mill Valley Kitchen, is mixing drinks with us today. Jordan, how was your week? It's been very good so far. Thank you. I'm glad to hear it. Our guest this evening, Anne Burbage, Master Stager and owner of Beeline Design. And welcome to Drink in the Style. Thank you. Happy to be Thank you. Happy to be here. It's a joy to have you. Um, all right. So we have a somewhat complicated cocktail that we're starting out with. I don't know if you should say complicated as much as just in-depth. We, we've made it slightly more involved in it uh, than some recipes are, but uh, we're going to be making a Mai Tai, uh, at least a version of a Mai Tai. And Mai this tai. one's inspired by a Mai Tai that one of our other managers at the restaurant enjoyed at a restaurant, I think it's called Monkey Pod in Hawaii. So in love with it, thinking about summer drinks, which we're going to be rolling out next week. Uh, he wanted me to give this one a go. So this is an adaptation of another one's adaptation. Of the traditional Mai Tai, M-A-I-T-A-I, I believe, correct? Rather I believe. than. M-Y-T-I-E, which would be default. And it's from the Monkey Pod? Yeah, there's a restaurant in Hawaii apparently called Monkey Pod and doing a lot of really great fresh uh, uh, type of cuisine and cocktails, a lot like Mill Valley Kitchen, but with certainly some island flair to it. And so this isn't necessarily a Hawaiian drink, but definitely celebrated very much so in any kind of tropical environment. Polynesian awesomeness. Well, what are the primary ingredients in the Mai Tai? All right, so you need a light rum and a dark rum. And we've made a macadamia nut or jat, which is essentially a macadamia nut uh, simple syrup. You can buy this stuff as well. Um, almond or jat is easier to find. Uh, we went with a little bit more complex flavor of the macadamia nut. And a little orange liqueur, uh, traditionally orange caraco, uh, or Grand Marnier is also in the style of an orange caraco, so it'll work very well for us. Fresh lime juice. And we're in a couple of garnishes that make it even a little bit more fun. We've got some fun pineapple slices and uh, a passion fruit foam that we'll be adding at the end. Oh, my God. This is going to be really something. It's fun. That's awesome. And the Grand Marnier. I mean, mm -hmm. no one respects the power of the Grand Marnier, the granny. I used to have a good friend who, whenever we got to the end of the evening, would call for the granny. And we knew when he had called for the granny, we were all going to be in trouble because the other guy was coming out. Mm -hmm. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, a powerful, powerful, underrated drink. All right. Well, we've got a lot to make on this. So, Jordan, uh, we'd start mixing. Uh, Hunter in the sound booth. We've carefully selected some, uh, some mixing music associated with it. So, Jordan, walk us through the creation of Mill Valley's Mai Tai. Here we go. In a mixing glass, we're going to add one ounce of light rum. One ounce of light rum. Indeed. A half ounce of the granny or an orange liqueur of your choice. But you should use Grand Marnier. Go ahead and use Grand Marnier or Orange Caraco. Both will work. And then a half ounce as well of the macadamia nut or jat. And in this one, like, literally no shame for buying it pre-made. We've done a lot of our mixers ahead of time, but this one is a little complicated. What else are you adding there? Uh, Three-quarter ounce of fresh lime juice. And now we can shake with ice, of course. I miss when you used to bring the bag in and then smash the ice. I, I did think about using crushed ice with this one. Why did you choose rock ice? Well, uh, one less step to do, to be honest. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Honesty on the radio. All right, we're going to serve this in a highball glass on the rocks. And are you going to be garnishing the heck out of this thing, or are we going... It's kind of a three-step garnish. Does it come with an umbrella? It, you know what? Just wait till you see it. it. It's better than an umbrella. So now we're going to strain over our fresh ice and our highball glass. We've got about an inch on top, which is perfect, because I'm going to add one ounce of our uh, aged rum. So you're layering it. You're not using a layering spoon, but you are just carefully pouring it over the top. Yep. I am going gently, so it's a nice dark rum float. So you can see the color contrast there of the dark floating on top. And now comes the fun of the... I cut a pineapple in half and then slice that into half moons. That is a wafer-thin uh, pineapple slice you have there, too. And now I'm kind of wrapping it around the glass and it's sticking up almost like a bonnet. And now in a whipped cream charger, I've made a passion fruit foam with passion fruit puree, some egg whites, a little honey, and a little water. 
and use some CO2 to charge it to get it nice and foamy. So this is your traditional whipped cream, uh, uh, what do you call it, whipped cream dispenser. Yep. We are using it for a, a Mai Tai foam. Oh my God. There dude. we go. Gorgeous. So now we have a beautiful little, uh, very strong, very sweet, um, but nice and tart. The passion fruit is one of my favorite tropical fruits. It's just it's full of acidity and, and bright fruit flavor. I'm going to hold this up for the camera so our Facebook Live folks can see it. I mean, that is really impressive. It looks like yes. a dessert and a cocktail and a health drink. Again, all in one. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> exactly. Um, and so this one is a contender for our new menu, uh, which rolls out uh, mid-next week. So in just a few days, we've got a bar meeting tonight to finalize our recipes. Mm -hmm. And we're going to vote as a team. And so this foam is very delicate. It's going to melt into the cocktail as you're drinking it, but it's really cool because you're going to get layers of flavor. Since we have the white rum and all the other ingredients shaken on the, the bottom of the cocktail, then we've layered the dark rum, and then we've got the passion fruit. So you've got this bright um, uh, fruit punch uh, up top, followed by the dark rum, and then washed down with that nutty um, cocktail that we shake, shook underneath. This is a serious, serious drink, and this punch uh, packs a lot of punch. Uh, mm -hmm. yeah, no we got two ounces, two ounces of booze, actually uh, two and a half ounces of, of alcohol there. So it 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 is got some weight to it, but it's very light and refreshing. So segment four is going to be really, really interesting when mm -hmm. we get through it, and uh, we get two mai tais into our drinks today. Um, yeah, no, that looks absolutely fantastic. There is no umbrella, but you probably could put an umbrella. If you were to put, would, would you even consider putting any other kind of fruit in this? Because normally you expect some kind of like luau extravaganza. Exactly. You, I mean, the tiki style cocktails are really all about the garnishes. So have a lot of fun. Uh, there's really no wrong, wrong way to do it. Definitely try to incorporate some of the ingredients that are in the cocktail already as a garnish. Except for the umbrella, of course. We're not going to be shaking that up. Um, but, yeah, get some really fun, cool glassware or fun, funky tiki-carved mugs, if you like. This cocktail, though, does have some fun layering, so a simple glass does work out well, in my opinion, so you can see what's happened as we built a cocktail. All right. This is going to be absolutely uh, delicious. I have no doubt about it. We've got a couple of minutes before we go to break and start to enjoy our Mai Tais when we come back. But before we do, very quickly, Jordan, I was going to spring this on you later, but I have a bone to pick with you, my friend. Uh oh You have eliminated off the Mill Valley Kitchen my go-to flatbread. The Which prosciutto, was? fig, and uh, goat cheese? Uh, blue cheese. Blue cheese, thank you. Blue cheese is no longer on. How do you account for yourself? How could you have done such a thing? You know, some people just want to watch the world burn, I guess. And I just, <laughs> I, I got I to take it away sometimes. And if I know people are paying attention if they get mad at me. And that's, that's also a compliment in itself. But I got to make room for other fun things as well. Uh, we got to keep the menu moving. It's all about staying fresh. We keep some favorites on for a long time. Then we make them go away. And then, and then we bring it back. I mean, even McDonald's has the McRib that comes back every summer, and it's a, a big thing you hear it on the radio. <laughs> I'm not comparing myself to McDonald's, yeah. but... You're denying people in hopes of creating the desire. Create the demand. Right, that's awesome. Well, well we're going to go to break, but uh, when we come back, we're going to have a Mai Tai with uh, Ann Burbage from Beeline Design, Jordan Morris from Mill Valley Kitchen. We'll be back in a moment. Yeah, when you're sober, life's a did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Goss Modern out of Toronto, Canada has crushed the Twin Cities market with their amazingly refined blend of mid-century and contemporary furniture styles. It's kind of Scandinavian, it's kind of clean, it's, it's just plain cool. And the fact is that Gus Modern is an affordable, delightful product line. We've got all of it for you to take a look at Habitation Furnishing and Design on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Come on in and check it out or go to GusModern.com. 
I'm Richard R.J. Escal, and this week on the Zero Hour, Kara Eastman on running for Congress from the left in Nebraska, Richard Wolf on capitalism, alienation, and economics, Democratic strategist Mike Lux and activist Kristen Rowe Finkbeiner on their new books, and Dr. America Talks Medicare for All. All this and more on the Zero Hour every Sunday night from 9 till midnight on AM 950, the progressive voice of Minnesota. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, and I want to talk to you about rehab. Not that kind. I'm talking about Designer Rehab in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab is the best furniture consignment store in the Twin Cities, and we're currently accepting consignment on gently used sofas, chairs, tables, and more. If you're ready for an upgrade, bring your furniture in for consignment. Then swing over to Habitation Furnishing and Design and let us fill your home with some of the best furnishings you'll find anywhere. Designer Rehab. It's only a matter of time. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Habitation is Minneapolis's coolest furniture design studio. Our in-house design staff specializes in creating spaces that reflect your style, your values, and your taste. From edgy modern to transitional, Habitation is here to help you craft your home. Know what's also exciting? Habitation offers AM 950 listeners complimentary interior design services, which include an appraisal of any furniture pieces you may want to trade in for store credit. That's right. Habitation will take your gently used furniture and issue you store credit on fresh, fantastic furniture. Check out Habitation today. 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, one mile east of Highway 100, or visit us online at habitationdesign.com. segment with Boat Drinks by Jimmy Buffett in honor of the Mai Tai created by Jordan Morris from Mill Valley Kitchen. Welcome back to Drink in the Style, brought to you by Minneapolis's newest home furnishings consignment store, Designer Rehab in St. Louis Park. I am your host, Gregory Rich, and we are enjoying a Mai Tai this evening with guest Ann Burbage, I'm so sorry, from B Line Design. Um, we've already started drinking the Mai Tai because no one could resist the uh, the temptation. And, oh, my God, this is absolutely delicious. Jordan, you were sporting some shades there while you were enjoying it. Uh, you're proud of yourself, aren't you? I am pretty proud. You know, this I don't get credit for the uh, original uh, variation of this, but this is a little ad adaptation. We kind of chose our own spirits to make it happen. And there is a little bit of labor of love here, especially making our own uh, macadamia nut or jat, toast in the nuts, um, soak them. Then dry them, then grind them, and then hot soak them again, and then make that into a simple syrup. Oh, my God. Um, so it's been a little bit of a labor of love the last few days, kind of getting to know the Mai Tai a little bit. And this is definitely uh, a little bit off of some of the beaten paths that normal Mai Tais might be. And I am loving the complexity of flavor. We, we played around with some of the rums, and we're, we're not quite settled on what we're going to do. Um, but right now for the dark rum, we use the uh, Florida Cana uh, seven-year-aged rum from Nicaragua. And it's we first we tried some really dark rum and it was a little too overpowering for that uh, bright passion fruit and those the nut flavors from that orgeat, and it's it's working for me so I'm I'm cool over here. It is absolutely delicious. We should we should have started with a shot of that as opposed to uh, the uh, the Bacardi, which is the the go through because regular listeners know that we uh, we kind of grease the skids a little bit before we start with a shot uh, while we're off air. Um, but this is this is really really freaking good so mm -hmm. congratulations are you enjoying it Anne? absolutely all right drinking uh uh on a sunday evening is really something that that is encouraged in, in every way shape or form all right so we've got our small talk conversation and i was giving some thought to this and what we're going to talk about here in segment two uh as i was sitting out uh, in our home out uh in the lake minnetonka area and uh and you of course are a home stager you've got uh properties that you've worked on throughout the metro area and uh every area has its own particular personality it has its own particular energy 
But I've picked the three uh, favorites that I've got, and I wanted to get your guys' input. In Minneapolis, and uh, for listeners outside the Twin Cities area, uh, there are three areas I'm about to talk about, uh, Edina, Lake Minnetonka, and Minneapolis proper. As, in my opinion, three of the best spots. Not that the other spots are bad, but these are my three favorite areas to live in. So, Anne, from a personal perspective, of those three areas, which is your spot? Well, my spot is Edina. Great place to raise family. I love the community. I love the camaraderie. In a way, it smells, uh, it's like a small town. Um, but I am a favorite of Lake Minnetonka. I aspire to Lake Minnetonka. You, no one in Edina aspires to anything. Edina, it should be noted, is a very swanky, very upscale uh, suburb. Uh, people who live in Edina are usually very proud of the fact that they live in Edina, and I think it's wonderful. Uh, Jordan, how do you know if someone lives in Edina? Do I know someone who lives in Edina? Yeah. How do you know if someone lives in Edina? Oh, it's a... They tell you. Uh, <laughs> it's the correct answer. Uh, oh, no. My friends would say, oh, you're from Edina. Every day I need attention. Exactly. Oh, that's right. Exactly. <laughs> and uh, the sporting teams are, uh, oh, yes. are supported by the cake eaters. Yes. Uh, as yes. it's called in Edina. Uh -huh. Absolutely. And their sports teams are usually called the Hornets. Yes. Or as I like to call them, the Edina Greenbacks, because they are usually green uh, in one color or another. It is a wonderful suburb, though. I mean, it is it like is. so... Uh, it's it's the American dream of a suburb to a it's great extent. It's uh, Norman Rockwell. It is. Yeah. It really is. How about yeah. you, Jordan? Are you... Well, personally, I love living or working in an area that's so uh, accessible to all those areas in St. Louis Park. But I last year, I recently moved to Long Lake, which is by Orno or across oh. the highway from Wyzetta and Lake Manitonka. So I am loving living out west right now. It's I, I've got a little bit of a small town feel in Long Lake, and then I'm right next to all the fun boating and the, the lake life. So I got I to gotta choose Minnetonka. There's a lot to be said for Lake Minnetonka. I mean, you know, first and foremost, if you have a chance to live by water. Oh, There's something water. primordial about living by water. Waking yes. up, looking out the window, seeing a body of water just somehow makes you feel like, yeah, this is this is all going to work out. It, you tend to get a, a rela more relaxed vibe out of out of people as well that are living near water. Very much true. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's about it's about fun. It's about you know relaxation. It's about uh, feeding your your soul. Edina is for strivers to a great extent. People who are driven, I think. I mean, if you look at the sporting teams, when Minnetonka plays Edina, you usually see the uh, the parents very into it on the sidelines. Oh, and they are. Whereas the Lake Minnetonka parents, you know, if they're paying attention, uh, generally... Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> you disagree? No. Edina, Edina sports, from the time they're very young, are very well supported. And it tends to be the parents are the drivers. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're both very, very affluent areas. And I think what you basically got is type A's gravitate towards Edina. Type B's, I think, tend to move a little bit more towards the water. I have heard that people who live in Edina can't live in on Lake Minnetonka, and people who grew up on Lake Minnetonka would never move to Edina. <laughs> it's, you, again, you another example of America versus America. <laughs> Tribalism. Hurting us all. We're all Minnesotans. But nobody picked uh, Minneapolis. I love Minneapolis, too. When we first moved to, uh, to Minnesota, uh, my wife and I lived downtown, and this is 25 years ago. And it was at a time when nobody lived downtown, and it was amazing. We had no idea. Now, of course, it's a very vibrant city. But Minneapolis is, is, is i got to say, one of the most livable, pleasant cities that I've ever been to. Okay, so the best of all worlds, maybe is really Edina, because you can go and ride your bike around the lakes <laughs> and still go home to Edina, and then in the afternoon, go out to Lake Minnetonka. All right, touche on, on, on that. That's a great point. Uh -huh. that is a, I mean, again, everything is, I mean, we're talking a 15, 20-minute drive yes. in between any of the areas. Another thing that Minnesotans <laughs> take for granted, how accessible everything is in the Twin Cities. Yeah, and that's why I'm favoring the out west a little bit, because you don't have to give up one to have the other. So I'm out, and I feel this little small town kind of community near the water and everything, and then in 15 minutes I can be downtown. Yes. It, it is really great, though. Lake Minnetonka is a bunch of little small towns. Mm -hmm. The town of Excelsior feels like you could be at your cabin. 
Right. Mm-hmm. I love that. I remember somebody took me out once uh, to Excelsior, and again, when you're new to the cities, you, you, you know, distance is, is kind of lost, and I didn't know how far it was from Minneapolis, really. I mean, it just seemed to take forever, and we are going to the sticks, and now it's just in the backyard, and it's like this perfect bit of Americana that's available every day. I'd like a cabin on Lake Minnetonka. Live in Edina, but have a little house. <laughs> there are <laughs> many cabins left on Lake Minnetonka. Oh, they've me, all been that. torn down, yeah. and they've gotten bigger and bigger, uh, without a doubt. Well, we're going to raise our glass, however, to Minnesota in general, because we live in a great spot, don't yeah, we, folks? we do. Cheers. Cheers. All right. Start. Well, once again, a reminder that you're listening to Drink in the Style uh, with me, Gregory Rich, on AM 950, Progressive Voice of Minnesota. We'll be back in a moment. We'll be talking with Ann Burbage about staging your home to maximize its value and minimize the days on market. say men, but I say no. The women, but the men, they should know. not me. the people, they say that the Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style right here on AM 950. Hey, I've only got a few seconds, so here's the deal. Habitation is the coolest furniture store in town. Not only have we got some of the most exceptional furniture in the cities, but in many cases, Habitation can offer you store credit on your existing furniture. Stop in, talk to one of our designers, and let us help you make your home exceptional. Habitation Furnishing and Design, 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Victor's 1959 Cafe in South Minneapolis is a locally owned and operated restaurant offering traditional Cuban food. Open for breakfast and lunch daily with dinner Tuesday through Saturday. For night shift workers, Victor's even has both a morning and evening happy hour. And Victor's now accepts dinner reservations too. Stop in and try some delicious authentic Cuban cuisine like ropa vieja and seafood paella. Make your reservation and learn more at victors1959cafe.com. Victor's 1959 Cafe, revolutionary Cuban cooking. AM 950 listeners, we have a home cleaning company with an offer just for you. They're Blue Sky Services. Blue Sky Services will wash your windows, siding, gutters, clean those black streaks off your roof, and more. Window washing starts at $100. Siding cleaning starts at $199. Call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484 to ask for the AM 950 special. If you hear this, you have an exclusive house cleaning offer for June only. Call 651-447-4484. That's Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484. Did you know that Habitation Furnishing and Design has the area's largest selection of Noir and CFC furniture? Are you familiar with them? I once had a customer describe Noir as a cross between restoration hardware and Beetlejuice. I love that. And CFC, bench-made furniture out of the heart of California, is definitionally cool. In any event, check out the lines at NoirFurnitureLA.com and then swing into the store and check them out in person. Habitation Furnishing and Design, one mile east of Highway 100 on Excelsior Boulevard. Would you or your organization like to become better storytellers? The Uptake can help. Learn from the best teachers in Minnesota when it comes to writing, photography, audio documentary, or live video streaming. I'm personally teaching the live video classes. We're offering classes on Saturdays in June. There's a charge, but there's a discount for students and low-income people. Space is limited, so register now at theuptake.org slash classes. That's theuptake.org slash classes, and learn to storytell like a pro. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Have you heard about Designer Rehab? Designer Rehab is the area's coolest furniture consignment store. Gently used furnishings as well as closeouts and clearance items at really stellar prices. Whether you're shopping or interested in consigning, Designer Rehab is a must-visit in the Twin Cities. Located at 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab, it's only a matter of time. With your AM 950 weather, this is Eric Nelson. Tonight has a 30% chance of rain with a low around 64. Sunday, partly sunny with a high near 80. And Sunday night, a chance of showers with a low around 65. Monday, rainy with a high of 79. And Monday night, rainy with a low around 57. Blue Skies Services is the home cleaning company for you. They're bonded, insured, well-trained, and experienced. Washing windows, siding, gutters, roofs, and more, call Blue Sky Services at 651-447-4484 or visit their site at blueskyservices.com. Rosemary Clooney and 
introducing our theme today, which is home staging with Ann Burbage. Welcome back to Drink in the Style. Um, Anne, master stager and owner of Beeline Home Staging. Beeline Design and Staging. Yes. Excellent. All right. Look, let's start in square one. Sure. Lots of people have a vague idea of what staging is all about. Tell us why it's important and, and, and what folks should know about home staging. Uh, home staging is the opportunity to get your home sold for the most amount of money in the shortest time. Perfect. Yeah. That's what everyone seeks to do. That they do. And everybody wants top dollar. Yeah. And in order to get top dollar, you've got to present your home as a marketable piece of uh, real estate. Um, and in order to do that, it, there are some minor and some major things that you can do to make sure that your home gets sold. And, you know, it's stand out from the others. Okay. So... There's got to be a lot of tact associated with your business because I would think many people feel, you know, their houses are great, but, you know, let's face it, homes, it's your home. You're it gonna is. You're going to have it reflect it what is. you want, not necessarily what, you know, shoppers are looking for. Right. And, and let's be totally honest, the home shopping market, a lot of people lack vision. For exactly. Them, you know? So what I can provide is the vision, but I also have the expertise and uh, time in the market and time in the industry to really see what it takes to get homes sold. And even realtors who have in the past done basically their own home staging in the sense of telling realtors to declutter and to, um, uh, you know, take personal photos down and this, that and the other. That's just not enough. Mm -hmm. um, and really, you know, people do jump on board when they realize that their home is, uh, you know, they're probably their major asset. Mm -hmm. And in order to get top dollar, they need to, it's amazing how they will trust the process and step back and allow uh, my team and I to come in and advise them um, with professional, you know, uh, past experience to get their home sold. Well, it's, I mean, it's absolutely true. I mean, you have expertise in that area that, I mean, other people don't. You simply, this is not your, your space. I had a client once that, uh, had asked us to do some commercial work, uh, and kind of, they had a, a, a business that, uh, was aesthetically oriented and it just wasn't working for them. So they asked us to present them with a, uh, a couple ideas to how to make the, the space look a little bit nicer. And we came in and we presented, we said, you should do this chair here, you should do some art here, et cetera, et cetera. And they were all enthusiastic about it. And then they came back and said, well, we took it to our branding consultant and our branding consultant isn't in favor of it. And I said, look, a branding consultant is one thing. They understand how to create a brand. We do interiors. We understand how to make a space look beautiful. It's like asking your doctor for accounting advice. Mm. Expertise in one area does not translate to another. You have expertise in making a space look beautiful and appeal to the vast majority as opposed to someone who might have just their particular tastes reflected. Absolutely. And having a house with personality, nothing wrong with that. I think what we have found is that today most homes really do ha I have uh, been staged and what happens is if you happen to have a, a, and I'll say more high end it really doesn't matter the price of the home is that if your home is not staged it stands out from the homes that are staged and not in a good way Exactly. What percentage and, and of you know homes? What, it, it almost says something about the homeowner that they care enough that they have loved their home uh -huh, sure. and that they want it to be presented in the best possible way. That makes sense. What percentage of homes would you guess are staged these days? Um, I, I don't know that. That's a good question. Mm -hmm. I do know, though, that the four, uh, I, I mostly specialize within Edina. Mm -hmm. And though a lot of, a lot of, there are a lot of lovely homes in Edina. There's a lot of older homes in Edina. And Edina is one of those uh, areas where people have stayed and lived in their home for 30 years. Mm -hmm. As usually what I'll say to them is, you know, how old were you when you moved here? And they'll say, oh, we were, you know, 35 years old. And I'll say, or 40. Uh, exactly. And that's who's going to buy your home. Now, today, a 35 or 40-year-old who's looking at a home like that mm -hmm. wants it to look like their home 
not their parents' home. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I hate to say that if they want it to look like Pottery Barn or Restoration Hardware, uh, but what they're looking for is uh, the there's been so many teardowns and redos in Edina. Those homes are really uh, of interest to young people who today they don't want to do work mm-hmm. to their home. They yeah. want to come in and have it done. Turnkey. Mm-hmm. Without, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, everyone's watched home shows. You've oh, watched yes. Joanna Gaines. You've watched all of the, you know, uh, uh, Love It or List It or whatever it is. Yes. And I mean, how many times in this business do you cringe when you hear somebody walk in and the first thing they say is something like, oh, I hate the wall color. Oh, gosh, I was just going to use that as an example. Who cares about no, the wall no, color? I'll it is so what. easily changed, no. but you have to show folks what it's going to look like. Because you know what? If they walk in and they don't like the wall color, if they don't have the house staged... They'll walk away and keep looking right they will they will i'll tell you what uh you want people to walk in and what's a little hard is that if people ask me statistics or you know percentages that isn't home staging home staging for you know your realtor can provide their statistics and numbers Mm -hmm. what i do is create an emotion it's hard to put your finger on what makes a house awesome but I'll tell you what, when you go to your friend's house and it's done well, you walk away and you're like, that is such a lovely home. Mm-hmm. And really what they're talking about is not the structure. They're talking about the aesthetics, the aesthetics. how you feel when so, you walk into the home. So how do you key in on that? As a professional, what cues do you look for to say, you know what, because you do, I, I know that Beeline does does a lot of different styles of homes. I there do. are some I, that go out and they all look the same. No, that's you not. You do right. unique pieces. Absolutely. Absolutely. I could go, I, I'm blessed because I get to get up every day and do exactly what I was born to do, and that is to create. And I have a huge warehouse, and it is just a pleasure for me to to take each client and then create for them what in my head is their perfect house. And whether it's a 1940s story and a half, which I love, mm-hmm. um, to make it cute, beachy, cottagey, darling, and, and just create what it, whatever I feel like that house is just aching for. To channel the home. I do. All right. And, and, what and you it? know what? The other thing is, is that because I'm, I have a real estate background, um, I understand who is your buyer. Mm-hmm. And so, by, you were a licensed real estate yes, realtor. Yes. Okay. Um, and I come from a family where everybody's in real estate. And the lovely part about that is, I know who your buyer is. I know what they're looking for. I understand how they're going to live in this home. And I don't know. I'm blessed with size and proportion of being able to walk in and go, mm, "Let's move this here." Let's. But traffic. It's the flow. It's the like I said, the the emotion that you create. Um, and one of my best things I hear is when someone will say, I can picture Thanksgiving with my family mm. in that dining room. And you think, bingo. Did it. You or, did it. I, you know what, I just want to come in and put my feet up and watch TV, watch a football game, and have friends over. And that's, that works. That's the feel I'm going for. So you've got to manage the aesthetics as well as the livability of a space. Absolutely. Right. And size is, is never as important as just making the home as homey and inviting and what i always say is everybody when you go look at a home thinks this is the perfect entertaining home when really we you know entertain what five times a year right. you know right. and yet every home you look at you think i can't wait i can see christmas with my family here or i can envision you know my kids running and you know mm-hmm. having their friends over Absolutely true. So, so if you are listing your home, yes. I mean, first, would you say that every home should be staged or certain homes? How would you know if your home should be staged? Well, that's a good question. And I'm not sure that, so I provide a couple different um, consultation processes. And that is I can do everything from bring in furniture and furnishings mm-hmm. um, to using what you have and making the most of it. Um, I did a home this morning in Eden Prairie. And we just rearranged the furniture. And that alone, just, you know, bringing the furniture so that it fits the spaces. It's the furniture's not up against the wall. And and um, and I'm not a believer that everything uh, that's personal has to be taken away. I think that people live in their homes and people are fascinated how people live in their home. Mm-hmm. And you do want to come in and see, well, where am I going to put my stuff? 
Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And and where how am I going to live in that home? And if you take everything out and it's void of personality in life, it's hard for you to envision how am I going to live in that home? Yeah. Yeah. No, that that's that makes all the sense in the world, without a doubt. And again, it's a fresh perspective. I mean, you've been, a homeowner's been in the house for however many years. Their assumption is that everyone will be laying things out and living Absolutely. the way they are. People need to store their things, and they do have their things. The best thing I can hear is, why didn't you come here 15 <laughs> years ago? And then a lovely thing is that oftentimes they will call me and have me come and place their things. Right. Into their new home. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So that's another question I was going to ask. So of the homes that you stage, um, not all are vacant. I mean, you know, Correct. a lot of people assume that, you know, you're only going to stage if there's no furniture to begin with. Oh, no. Um, a lot of people come in. What do people generally do? How does the process work if they're already living in the house, but they want to get it staged? Do they get to use the furniture that Absolutely. And, and the thing is, we, people live in their homes, as mm-hmm. they should. And it's By not definition. A, yes. And I don't know that, I mean, lots of, I do work for a builder and it is awesome when someone comes in and it's like, oh my goodness, it's perfect. It's a, you know, it's a dream home. But realistically, I, people can come in and see a home that today, the one I went to, they have two daughters and one of them is 11 and her room is very bohemian. And it was darling. And she's like, do I have to get rid of everything? And I said, absolutely not. It looks like a nice room. Fun. It's like a, a big room with a closet. You know, it, so it, it making the home as presentable as possible. Kitchens. Sometimes big stuff, sometimes little stuff. Yeah. Kitchens. Kitchens are huge. Right. Kitchen is key. Kitchen Kitchens is, and bathrooms. And master bedrooms. Without a doubt. Yes. Before we go to break, real quick, where did you come up with the line, uh, with the oh. name B line? All right. So my maiden name is Over B. Over B. Yes. Okay. My married name is Burbage, and I have three sons, so I have always been the Queen Bee. Uh-huh. The Queen Bee is aerodynamically not designed to fly, but she doesn't know that. Really? Huh? Really? Yeah. Does she fly anyway? Of course she does. Oh, my God. That's absolutely wonderful. Yeah. All right. Should so, I talk uh, about the... Make your home all the buzz. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Really? You were waiting for that one, though. <laughs> the B, I was, I was in between the break. We were talking about the line, B line. My daughter, Avery, uh, who is about to turn 12, and I have tried to create an urban myth. And that is that if you see a B that is uh, striped yellow, black, yellow, black, that's your typical uh, bumblebee. But if it's striped black, yellow, black, yellow, it's a beeble bum. And she's been telling all her friends that, and we're starting to tell little children that, because we're going to see if we can coin that phrase. I love that. Oh, jeez, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we're going to cut to break really quickly. Uh, you're listening to Drink in the Style. Uh, when we come back, we'll be doing the Habitation Audio Blog. We are already buzzed, and we're going to have another round of Mai Tais, because these are great. got no misery. Folks with plenty of plenty. Hi, Gregory Rich, owner of Habitation Furnishing and Design and host of Drink in the Style Sundays at 5 p.m. right here on AM 950. Habitation is Minneapolis's coolest furniture design studio. Our in-house design staff specializes in creating spaces that reflect your style, your values, and your taste. From edgy modern to transitional, Habitation is here to help you craft your home. Know what's also exciting? Habitation offers AM 950 listeners complimentary interior design services, which include an appraisal of any furniture pieces you may want to trade in for store credit. That's right. Habitation will take your gently used furniture and issue you store credit on fresh, fantastic furniture. Check out Habitation today. 4317 Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park, one mile east of Highway 100, or visit us online at habitationdesign.com. This is Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, and I want to talk to you about rehab. Not that kind. I'm talking about Designer Rehab in St. Louis Park. Designer Rehab is the best furniture consignment store in the Twin Cities, and we're currently accepting consignment on gently used sofas, chairs, tables, and more. If you're ready for an upgrade, bring your furniture in for consignment. Then, swing over to Habitation Furnishing and Design and let us fill your home with some of the best furnishings you'll find anywhere. Designer Rehab. 
It's only a matter of time. Crooner's Lounge and Supper Club is delighted to offer its spacious facilities for your private function. From weddings, retirement parties, business dinners, or any special occasion, Crooner's combines a dedicated, full-service special events team, an award-winning chef, and a beautiful lakeside ambiance to make your event a resounding success. Visit croonersloungemn.com to learn more about their private dining options, or call 763-571-9020 to get a quote for your next event today. Hi, Gregory Rich, host of Drink in the Style, right here on AM 950. If you're a small business owner like me, I know you're buried in paperwork. State tax filing, sales tax, property tax, insurance, it never ends. But what about payroll? I'd like to recommend ADP. ADP can handle all of your payroll needs, ranging from direct deposit to unemployment insurance. And they've got great local representatives as well. Why don't you give my rep, Shelby Loga, a call at 320-420-0900. Goss Modern out of Toronto, Canada has crushed the Twin Cities market with their amazingly refined blend of mid-century and contemporary furniture styles. It's kind of Scandinavian, it's kind of clean, it's, it's just plain cool. And the fact is that Gus Modern is an affordable, delightful product line. We've got all of it for you to take a look at habitation furnishing and design on Excelsior Boulevard in St. Louis Park. Come on in and check it out or go to GusModern.com. Jefferson started out on All in the Family, and there's a podcast that is dedicated exclusively to the discussion of All in the Family episode by episode. No. It's absolutely true, and it's actually not terribly bad. As a reminder, Drink in the Style can be listened to as a podcast. You can go to uh, drinkinthestyle.com or visit the AM950 station uh, page and download uh, and uh, subscribe to Drink in the Style. Catch every week. And uh, also, if you go to drinkinthestyle.com, you can find all the recipes for the cocktails that we have created uh, here on the show. Correct, Jordan? Dang right. Dang right, indeed. All right, so uh, we are uh, talking about uh, home staging. We're talking about Designer Rehab, which uh, offers a fabulous consignment product. Uh, and we're going to dive into that a little bit. But since we're already a couple of my ties into the show, I realize that before we go to the Grill the Host segment, uh, we have to do the Habitation audio blog again. It makes no sense, but it works. We'll just call it the audio blog. And I'm going to jump into it before I have too many cocktails. And as a disclaimer, uh, this may be the last Habitation audio blog because this is going to be a rant about the city of St. Louis Park <laughs> that will probably cost me the build-out on, uh, on the property going forward. But you know what? We're going to do it anyway. So, uh, Anne, are you ready? I am ready. Jordan, are you ready for the Habitation Audio blog? Bring it on. All right. Here we go. Hunter, are you good in there? I'm good. All right. Here we go. Uh, have match will burn bridge. Why would they make bridges out of wood if you aren't supposed to burn them? I ask you that again and again. All right. Habitation Audio Log Installment 5, Water Waste. This week, I have a rant And I'm going to call out the city of St. Louis Park for nothing short of absurd self-important stupidity. The build-out project hit a delay this week when the ever-wise city mothers and fathers in St. Louis Park refused to issue permits until a new plan was drawn up to add a drinking fountain inside the building. No one on the team, not the architect, contractor, drafter, plumber, or anyone else, was aware of the recently enacted city ordinance that demands that all properties, assumedly of any size, must now add drinking water fountains inside the property. The fountain must be in the main part of the building, not in a kitchen or a hall. And while this may sound like a minor issue... And I'm sure the city didn't give much thought to it. The truth is that this not only added an additional $2,000 to the project, it's also the loss of a surprisingly large amount of floor space. Ignoring the aesthetic impact 
That is to say, I have a business that, by definition, must look great, and now I have a water fountain in the middle of it. It also means I lose an entire vignette, which means I cannot show a couple of product suppliers, which handicaps my competitiveness in the market. Look, I hate bottled water as much, and truthfully, probably more than most, uh, people. And I'm making the assumption that the city is trying to take a stand against this environmental waste. But I have a kitchen and two bathrooms. And don't get me started on having to have two bathrooms that are separate in a 5,000 square foot building. Fact is, using the power of the city to seize still more of my retail floor space based on a misdirected effort to address a short-term problem, that is bottled water, is quite simply the reason that so many people hate the government and, thank you, Ann, and have lost faith in its ability to do good in place of simply making people do what they want it to do. It's also the reason that, among business people and builders, St. Louis Park is considered one of the worst places in Hennepin County to do business. You'll have your damn fountain, St. Louis Park, and I'm sure that you guys are proud of yourselves, but know that you've added one more brick in the wall that separates business from government cooperation. Huh? Is that rousing? Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's infuriating. Water fountains are filthy. They're dirty. They're bacteria-laden. They are. There they is, are. Uh, to, to, to force a business to take space in their showroom to put in a water fountain when there are totally acceptable alternatives like regular faucets and things is absurd. And they just don't care. They just don't care. And they sat there and everybody says to me, you should fight, you should argue. I can't. There's no fighting City Hall. There is mostly no fighting City Hall. I know a couple of people who did it. Not if you want to stay on your timeline anyway. Exactly. I mean, to fight means that they won't issue the permits and I can't move forward. So bottom line is I've got to bite the bullet. You lose a lot more than $2,000 worth of a fountain yes. if, you, if you take the time to delay business, I'm sure. It's true. It's absolutely true. But again, it's just so maddening. It's like my previous building, the current uh, designer rehab location, was held up in, in the project because I didn't have a five-bicycle bike rack shown in my artist rendering in my floor plan. You mean right next to your bike trail? Right next to my bike trail, which isn't there. Which is absurd. And no one's going to buy a sofa by bicycle. <laughs> you know? And, and, and it's fine. And I, I remember I came in and I drew on the, on the plans. I said, you, know, you want a bike rack? I like biking here. I'll put the bike rack here. And they said, no, you have to have it officially put back into the project. And then you have to resubmit it. It was like a two-week delay over a bicycle rack at a furniture store. Isn't that maddening? Totally. Can I get some sympathy? Yes. Right. How about an idea? Hit me. You, you run with it. You, okay. you, you throw it back in their face. You cooperate with some sleight of hand or some attitude. I don't know if you want to be exposing my hand on this, but keep going. <laughs> yeah? You put in the fountain, but you make it like a centerpiece. You make it flamboyant, and somehow you get your brain working, and you find Obviously. a way to have it be a little bit of a middle finger with this fountain. Maybe it looks I like don't a have fire the idea. I don't have the image in my head, but it oh, could be huge. It was and, the first and, question I asked of the contractor. I said, can I get like a vintage water fountain or something? I'll go oh, down yeah. to Bauer Brothers. Nope, because the handle has to be a combination push handle and lever handle rather than anything else. There are regulations that will compel me to put in a horribly unattractive industrial style water fountain. And I... Touche. I mean, you, you can't get a, a Cupid... You know, yeah. peeing on City Hall or anything like that. <laughs> oh, that's, oh, that's funny. That would be awesome. I would be so happy. <laughs> I don't know. I like St. Louis Park. I actually I like doing business there. I like having, I, I, I think it's, it's a great suburb. But honestly, it is known to be one of the most oppressive uh, cities in, in Minnesota. And they just don't care. And I, honestly, how can you make this ordinance, which is going to poison children? No one thinks about the children. There's bacteria <laughs> in, this, in this water. They are known for that. Right? All right. Well, there it is. That was my rant, and, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll uh, update next week's 
blog with why I'm suddenly being inspected by three different <laughs> parts of St. Louis Park. And we are at the Grill the Host segment of, uh, of the program, a chance for you to ask me a question or two. Uh, I swallowed up most of our time, but hit me. What can I share with you about habitation, furnishing, and design? What do you think is your best-selling item? Hmm. All right. Within uh, the furniture business, yes, uh, you've got uh, you've got various categories. You've got upholstery, which is sofas, chairs, and the like. You've got dining, self-explanatory. You've got case goods, which are coffee tables. Uh, you've got uh, side tables. You've got bedroom, uh, and then a number of other categories that you know art and uh, accessories and things. But without a doubt, our biggest uh, category is upholstery. People think about sofas and chairs more than anything else, and that is what is most important. Those are the bones of a of a of a design plan, and uh, and that reflects it. That said, as I have said previously on the show, and I have said endlessly uh, to date, life is the big stuff, but living is in the details. Mm, I couldn't agree more. Right. Yes. And, and people need to spend more time thinking about art, and it's not just picking a picture it's size of pictures that are that are on a wall it's Content. Content is key. Absolutely true. So actually at Habitation, we are going to have one designer uh, who is dedicated to simply doing art uh, as opposed to entire interior design because, quite honestly, you may be unhappy with your living room and you may think it's your sofa. You may think it's the configuration. But quite honestly, it just may be that you had the wrong art on your walls. You know, I'll tell you what. I recently... um Purchased a home and gutted it, and my inspiration was the, for the whole home was a piece of artwork that I loved. Was it really? Uh-huh. I took the colors. I took the content. I took the feel. Um, it happens to be of a woman swimming, and it's kind of an impressionistic kind of piece of artwork. But it set the tone and the attitude and the, and the playfulness and the, you know, I just took the colors out of it for the wall colors and my accessories and the pillows so that, as you said, the couch, the mm -hmm. upholstery, mm -hmm. those are just the basics. Yep. But it's all the fun little things that layer the home mm -hmm. so that you walk in and you're like, oh, it feels bright and light and happy. And, and happy. That's and the whole thing. It right? is. That's what people are trying to accomplish. Yeah. Again, it's uh, and and unless you're a professional, it is really hard to achieve that because everyone is dealing well, with other and stuff. And we don't all have to be good at everything. You just have to know who to call. How true it is. Speaking of which, and if someone would like to get in touch with you and Beeline Design, how do they do that? Uh, you can uh, call me six one two eight eight nine four one seven seven, or email me at a n n. B-E-E-L-I-N-E -E -E at gmail.com. Fantastic. All right. That's all the time we have this week. On behalf of our mixologist, Jordan Morris, and our guest, Ann Burbage. Uh, see, that was the Mai Tai. Ann Burbage. That's good. Uh, and the entire team at Habitation, Furnishing, and Design, and Designer Rehab. I'd like to wish you good luck this week. And to quote Humphrey Bogart, the problem with the world is that everyone is a few drinks behind. I'm Gregory Rich. Thank you for spending the hour with us, and I'm looking forward to speaking with you next Sunday, or even better, at Habitation. <laughs>